0: Assalamu alaikum hello and namaste welcome to episode 25 of the limelight today we are focusing on the issues women face at their workplace like favoritism, gender discrimination, bullying and sexual harassment. Women have been fighting for their identity and respect which is most of the time suppressed not considering it a major issue which needs to be discussed. Recently, Voice of Women survey was conducted across several countries and around 3200 plus women have participated and contributed. Voice of Women is headed by Amarpreet Kaur and is available at the website hrhelpdesk.in. Now during this survey, they received stories of two unknown women who have encountered such hostile behavior from their colleagues and organization. Story number one. Hi, I just wanted
1: to contribute a little bit towards the voice of women. And I have a couple of stories that I felt that I should be able to share with you as a working woman. I am a physician in an esteemed institution and I had a very difficult time during my post-graduation with regard to having to deal with staff members thinking that I was too dainty for this profession or that I wouldn't be able to handle deaths in my field which I was damn good at because as ladies I feel we're very well equipped to break bad news to people. But we got through this, and finally, there was the time of ICU duties where we were told that as ladies, you may not be able to pick up the signs, or you may panic at the drop of a hat if any patient goes bad, etc., which I completely denied. I somehow was able to prove that this is not the case in everyone, and um, it's not gender-based, of course, because there were people who were much more terrible than me at that. But with that, I completed my post-graduation, and I got my degree, and all went fine and dandy until I got pregnant and I was part of the same institute that I had done my post-graduation at. I got pregnant and there were comments about how I should not have gotten pregnant probably because, you know, people in the field of medicine and people in the field of teaching especially are people who should be dedicating their lives entirely to their profession with regard to family life, etc. If I get pregnancy, what happens is my the burden or the amount of duties that I do would be forsaken when I was pregnant or when I am on maternity leave. So, taking this into account, I ensured that my entire pregnancy, I was able to attend to each and every duty that I was posted to. I attended middle-of-the-night emergencies during my entire tenure or during my entire pregnancy until the last couple of months wherein I had a very severe low back ache. But and even then, there wasn't a break. I didn't even ask for one because if I did, it was at the risk of being told that, oh, see, see what I told you, you know, you shouldn't have gotten pregnant or whatever. Or you should have left the job if you wanted to get pregnant. But There were a couple of instances where there isn't even a clean bathroom provided to us in spite of a very, very, very pressed bladder. I would have had to hold it in for a very, very long time or had to, you know, go pretty far away to get a decent bathroom for myself. And then there was a second thing of having long, grueling rounds and not being able to sit in between them. I wasn't offered any chair or stool or I wasn't given even a little bit of consideration with regard to resting in between rounds or even, you know, being told, you know, it's okay, you don't have to sit in for the rounds. I wasn't a postgraduate. I was a staff member. That could have easily been done. But of course, that didn't come into play. I was dragged everywhere for everything. And then the cherry on the top was when I wasn't allowed my maternity leave, my paid maternity leave was denied to me because I was 14 days away from becoming a permanent staff member of this particular institute. That was pretty depressing because it was actually my alma mater. I worked there for three, for three years as a postgraduate and then I left I, for higher studies. I came back, joined the same institute. I did not expect that from them, but anyhow, that went through and I went through almost six to six and a half or seven months of unpaid maternity leave uh, with no consideration for the same. But... All in all, I would never, ever, ever think of that, oh, damn, I should have been a man or, you know, I should have been a woman, ever. I powered through, as I think we all should. We are going to face ups and downs in our lives. I don't think unless we really, really, really brainwash the next generation and all of the next generation into thinking about gender equality, rather. We are going to get any better. We may try in our own capacity to improve everything within our home and within our four walls or within our small little cocoon of an environment. But then uh, reality is that if we do not change the next generation, nothing's going to change. And this gender inequality at the workplace is going to continue. So that was my two cents to the topic And I'd like to thank the organizers for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
2: Story number two. As a working woman and an entrepreneur, here is my story on why I value gender equality. Since my 16th birthday, I have worked in many industries at various levels, from a novice newbie to leadership roles. But... In some companies, there is absolutely no scope of women leadership, thanks to gender discrimination. Let me start with a positive experience. In my early career, I chose door-to-door sales. Oh yes, it was a tough job, but it had amazing men-to-women ratio, thanks to our business leader who truly valued gender equality back then. But not every leader thinks this way. And gender discrimination becomes the easiest way to lose talented women employees. So back to my story. A couple of years later, I got hired in an IT company and things looked great as long as I was at a junior level. However, as I started climbing the corporate ladder, insecurities troubled a few. Yeah, it was indeed weird to have only one or two women sitting among a room full of male leaders. But gender aside, we were all there with a common purpose of organizational success. So I focused on excellent work, best retention rates, and some serious profits that I could make for that company. However, insecurities were soon translated to hostility by a few misogynist fellow managers. And it was taken to new heights by none other than the chief executive himself. Instead of eliminating biases, he actually played along. No wonder, till date, there is hardly any women leadership seen in that company. Anyway, after giving a tough fight for an year, I moved on to a wonderful company that values talent, irrespective of gender. So yes, life turned good for me again. And in fact, a few years later, I started my own business. So my message to all working women is never, ever give up on being who you are. Never compromise, but dream big and earn your success. Thank you. All the best.
0: So listeners, if in case you are experiencing or any of your colleagues or friends or any female friend is going through such problems, do not shut your mouth and bear it. Your silence will make those dirty minds to create a hell for you. Make a recording of such events for proof and with the evidence, go to the HR, explain the problem and see that you get a solution for it. So wake up that Ki Rani attitude in you and fight your way out, making sure your voice is heard out loud. And nevertheless, hrhelpdesk.in has a section for voice of women where you can share in your stories and also help other women in need. So ladies, stay strong and rock on. Thank you for listening and I love